Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. So the Pio Cesare Italian Wine Podcast on the road edition. We are at the winery today with uh, Federica, of course, the daughter of Pio Boffa. Her name is Federica Boffa. Federica, first of all, how old are you? Uh, I am 23 years old. Oh my goodness, you look like you're 15. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 1997, one of the very best vintages uh, of the last 30 years okay, <laughs> so that's I was very lucky that's a good introduction <laughs> have you got siblings no I'm an only child right so of course with the passing of your your father it's a huge responsibility right now yes it's a huge responsibility uh, but at the same time is a, a great challenge we are and personally um, I am very lucky because my father brought me to work when I was very very young uh, I was 18 years old and I was um, I just finished high school I was preparing for the test for my university What did you study? Uh, I studied in high school I did uh, Liceo Classico which is uh, more hum humanistic studies and then I did uh, business administration in the University of Torino When I was preparing my test for um, university uh, my father decided to bring me to an very important uh, event in Verona in a concert at Arena di Verona uh, where I had to present uh, on my own uh, the Pio Cesare Winery. So I was very scared, but in, at the in, end... In the arena? Um, yes, every uh, every, we are part of a, an organization called Grandi Marchi. Oh, yes. Um, every year the Arena di Verona invites us to, to present our wines um, in a wine tasting before the concert in Arena di Verona. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that time, uh, it, was, um, it was a time for Pio Cesare and I went over there. It was my first time uh, in the public. And when, when was that? It was in 2016. Okay, so, so that was your first debut yes. of actually presenting, representing the Correct. winery. Correct, but um, since uh, uh, I live on top of the winery um, and our, the members of our, our family have always lived on top of the winery, I was used uh, to participate in wine event or wine tasting or wine dinners because my father and my mother always uh, uh, brought uh, me with them uh, abroad in, in their traveling and we used to to invite people for dinner at home so um, I had the chance to to learn English when I was very young and also to learn the wine world a little bit and tell me a little bit about your mom also is she involved in the in the business my, my mother is not officially involved in the business uh, but he is uh, in Italian we say dietro le quinte she does a very important job because when my father was uh, uh, when my father was um, in life um, she was always uh, a step um, behind him always trying to convince him that he was doing a good thing then he was doing good and above all my mother is a very uh, good cook she cooks what we say not traditional Piemontese cuisine but she cooks uh, traditional uh, dishes of uh, Pio's house. It, it means that uh, she likes to cook uh, the, the plates, uh, the dishes of, uh, when, of uh, our family. So she likes to cook, for example, risotto. She likes to cook, uh, for example, fiori di zucchini. So very, uh, very traditional home 
plates, home dishes, not, inter- not traditional Piemontese, mm-hmm. but dishes of uh, our tradition, of Pio tradition. And, and give me an example of what those dishes are. They are, for example, risotto alla parmigiana, so risotto made with parmesan cheese, or uh, another example is fiori di zucchina, which is um, um, flowers uh, um, uh, fried. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example might be maltagliati, which is a, a, kind of, a kind of pasta with ragu sauce, and with barolo is... Uh, It's uh, very delicious. So what are, what are the, uh, how would you match which wines with um, the dishes? Like the fior, Fiori di Zucchina. Fiori di Zucchina. I would match the Fiori di Zucchina with our Pio di Lei, Chardonnay, which is the Pio di Lei that we are producing since many, many years. Uh, Pio di Lei was born in 1985, and it was among the very first Chardonnay ever produced in Piedmont and in Italy in, that, right. uh, in that period. And when, when was that? 1985. Pio di Lei was born in the Barbaresco region, so it was and still is today a Chardonnay coming from the village of Treiso, a tiny little village in the Barbaresco area. And then in the years, uh, um, we have decided to change, uh, to add a little bit the Chardonnay as well from the Barolo area, from the village of Monforte. So it's a very full body and with great structure Chardonnay. Uh, but it has some elegance as well. Uh, so I think that uh, pairing it with Fior di Zucchina is a really good, uh, good match. Great. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> It's time now. <laughs> so, um, Federica, tell us a little bit about the, the new wines, you know, in light of the 140th anniversary. Uh, and, um, of course, your dad, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to launch the wines. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, we have prepared with him all our projects, um, but uh, we didn't have the time to launch them with him. However, we have decided to continue our path and to continue our project because uh, we are sure that uh, he wanted that we, that we he wanted like that. Right. So we have decided uh, to change a little bit the label of our classic Barolo, of our traditional Barolo. My father always fought for the classic Barolo in the sense that he was very angry when uh, somebody was referring to his Barolo as a normale or as a regular or as a basic Barolo just because it doesn't have the indication of the vineyard on the label because it is a blend, it's a blend of seven vineyards from multiple villages of the Barolo area. So uh, a few years ago we have decided to write on the label a little phrase saying, please don't call it regular. Of course, it's a, it's a joke, right. but it really underlines our philosophy. Since 2017 vintage... Let, let me see. Let me show me one. Yes. Okay. Since 2017 vintage, we have decided to uh, take away the phrase, please don't call it regular, mm-hmm. and to add another phrase, which is a sort of a development of the concept, writing Barolo Pio. So... Please don't call it regular, now call it Barolo Pio. Right, right. It's, um, it's a, a tribute to all the people, to all our fans that in the years have decided not to name this Barolo with, with um, regular or normale, but to call it with our family name, which is Pio, Barolo Pio. And we have done this as well on the Barbaresco label. Right. The second uh, very important um, news for the 140th celebration is the launch of a new Barolo. 
Itzebarolo del comune di Saralunga d'Alba. So it's a barolo that is coming from four vineyards, all family owned, just in the village of Saralunga d'Alba. For us, Saralunga is really a very important village, an historical vill- uh, village for Pio Cesare. Uh, because uh, uh, when we were buying grapes uh, many years ago, um, my grandfather was uh, relying on uh, um, families who were supplying uh, him with, with grapes coming from Saralunga. And Saralunga has always been the most important part of our classic Barolo. Then, of course, we had also other villages, but really Saralunga was the heart, the most important village. Uh, and in Saralunga, Uh, we have decided to buy, to start the project of acquiring vineyards in the Barolo area in Saralunga. So Saralunga is really an historical village for us. That's why we have decided to dedicate the 140 years of celebration to this village, producing 1,881 bottles of this wine. Oh It's a nod to the founding year of Pio Cesare Winery. 1881. Are they um, numbered? They are all numbered bottles. Uh, we have produced uh, 1,881 bottles and a few magnums. The magnums are not um, for sale. They are just for important celebration and important events. While the, the bottles are um, at, the, at the end of the month of June will be released. And so just 1,881 bottles for all the world. So a very special and limited release. The last, third and last uh, news is the release of uh, um, a Barolo Riserva. Pio Cesare uh, uh, usually doesn't release old vintages. We are usually typically releasing the current vintage every year. For the 140 years anniversary, we have decided to do something else. We have decided to dedicate this Barolo to our grandmother. Our grandmother, who unfortunately passed away in, Nove- in November uh, 2020, so six months ago, seven months ago, she was the guardian angel of our family private cellar, our family private la- library, containing our uh, old vintages. Um, she uh, always weared um, a little um, key on her neck as a necklace. That was the key of the private family cellar. So every time uh, we had to, to, to bring uh, a special bottle, a special old vintage bottle for a special dinner or a special event, we always had to ask her permission. Um, now that she has gone, uh, we have decided to dedicate uh, this Barolo Reserva to her and to start releasing every What's year, Rosy. And it is also my second name, Federica uh, Rosy. Um, so we have decided to release every year from now a very small and limited amount of old uh, vintage bottle, starting from Barolo Reserva 2000 which is a very important year, a very important vintage for the Barolo region. And also a special year because uh, it describes a little bit the weather changing because the vintages after 2000 have changed a lot because of the weather change. You mean the climate change? The climate change. Uh, how, how significant has the climate change been in Barolo? A lot, um, because we have warmer Um, warmer um, uh, summer but also warmer winters uh, we have no, no more snow or we have li- little snow uh, we have less rain so less water uh, and we are doing a harvest all, almost one month before than we used to do in the old days but sometimes this weather change um, is not so negative 
because it has helped us to produce Barolo and Barbaresco with less green tannins, with less astringency, with more elegance, with more balance, with more balance between uh, um, the acid character and the fruit. So in some ways, it has helped us to produce more approachable Barolo and at the same time to reduce uh, the aging uh, process of Barolo in oak. Right. My grandfather was aging the Barolo for six years in cask, many, many years ago. What, what kind of oak is it? Fren uh, French oak, uh, big barrels. Um, and um, nowadays we are aging the Barolo just for three years. Because the weather has changed, we are employing new clones, smaller clones, which are producing grapes with uh, smaller. Uh, and are producing um, more approachable wines. So in some ways, weather change has helped us a little bit. On the other side, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe in seven, eight, ten years, uh, we will probably have to, um, to, to plant Nebbiolo with a higher altitude nice. to try to, um, uh, to plant with a, with a cooler climate. Nowadays, we are not allowed to plant uh, Nebbiolo um, on a higher altitude, but I believe that we will have to adjust to the climate change and to the weather change. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.